Hi, I'm Mary Michael. Welcome to the Innovate Your Life podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we are constantly inventing through actionable insights to live your best life. Join our weekly podcast for inspirational stories and many innovative blueprints that can help you reach your goals further and faster. Hello, and welcome to our podcast series called Who's in Your Pit Crew? This is where we'll explore the aspects of building your dream team and managing chaos so you can focus on your best life. This idea of building a dream team or a pit crew did not become so important until I joined what I call Team Parent. And with the journey of raising a family with a culture and values, while at the same time rising up to the challenges of a career, I sometimes say it's like a tango dance of managing chaos and having a pit crew would be amazing so we can dance in tune and ultimately achieve life's goals. The best question someone ever asked me was, who was in my pit crew? At first, I thought I could do everything without a dream team. That was such a limiting belief ingrained deep into my mind. And I was pretty much wrong in my assumption that I could be a super mom. As soon as I learned what it meant to be a parent and managing a demanding schedule, sleep deprived, I now realize the value of a dream team and a pit crew driving the same values and acting as a team so we can all live our best life. And when I mean our best life, I also want to mention that it means me time as well or taking care of my sanity. I had to visualize myself as a race car driver. And if I needed to be able to perform at my best possible self. Then, could I be expected to change a tire during the middle of a race and still keep up with the other race car drivers? Absolutely not. A race car driver would go insane if he or she was expected to do everything. This is seriously why parents need a pit crew. There is a wise old saying that says, if you wanna go slow, go alone. If you wanna go fast, go together. This applies to race car drivers, and it also applies to teams that have great attitude and want to see a win-win and work together. This is exactly what I wanted for my family. So I started to look at how I could delegate, which was not easy to do. But also, I wanted to create a winning team environment where not only do I succeed, but my whole entire family succeeds, and anyone who joins my family would win as well. Finding a caregiver to be part of my team parent was not easy at all, and I completely failed a couple times, with trying daycare to trying a nanny, then trying to find somebody absolutely perfect to join the team. For many of my colleagues, this, they sometimes say, feels like a full-time job, and it can take up much of your time, even some of your vacation time, sick time, holidays, it all goes into finding that reliable caregiver. It was not until a colleague mentioned that I tried the au pair program. At first, my gut said no. I don't want anybody living in my house. And the stories that are posted everywhere about young adults looking for another place to party besides their own home country. At first, I was absolutely opposed. Also, my kids were under the age where getting an au pair was even harder. But I actually learned that it was the best thing and my assumptions were wrong. I also had other host parents mentor me in the way, in the way I screened for my dream team. So since becoming a host mom, I am now 
less stressed and can actually think about doing some type of podcast like this one. So my goal is, is with this podcast that we share stories with best practices on how to ultimately build your dream team, or as I say, the family pit crew. Because if we can all share, it's just like that wife saying, if you want to go slow, go alone. If you want to go fast, go together. So let's team up host parents and let's find the best possible family pit crew. Hello, and welcome back to Innovate Your Life podcast with Mary Michael. I'm Mary Michael, and we're so glad you joined us here today. In our last episode, we started discussing the topic of who was in your pit crew and interviewing parents that are hosting an au pair. An au pair, for some of you that may not understand what that word is, is an exchange program that allows young adults to join your home, and while they get to experience another country and attend a few classes at a university, They also help to give diversity to your family and they get to help be part of your kids' lives. Our last guest described the experience of hosting an au pair as a 300% improvement to her life. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing Abby and Maddie, the creators of a blog called My Au Pair and Me, where they will share topics of au pair and host parent life and have also grown a community of host parents. The really interesting fact that I found that we all have in common is a Seattle connection. So let's jump in and listen in as we get to hear their stories of being a host parent. I have another question for you. Um, When it comes to the interviewing process, can you tell me some of your tips and tricks there? And do you interview the parents of the au pair? Um, So Actually, we never interviewed the parents for our first or our second au pair. Like I said, we only, we screen video or we screen au pairs out based on their videos. And then we talk to them, we email with them. And then we talk with them over Skype or Zoom. Um, Skype tends to be more popular uh, internationally as well as WhatsApp. Um, But then, where was I going with this? Oh, parents. I thought it was hilarious because after we decided to match with our Italian au pair, her mom friended me on Facebook, followed by her dad, followed by her brother, followed by her aunt. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. And then her mom uh, sent me a message like, au pair is very special person. She's a really lovely woman. (laughs) And I'm like, why do I feel like the Italian mafia is going to show up at my door if anything happens to my au pair? (laughs) Even if it's my mom. They love her. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, that's even but, great that you're friends with her whole entire family now. So yeah, if something extended. goes wrong, you can reach out to her brother, her mother, her, her, her dad, her uncle. Uh, I'm sure you could probably get some, some results changing there fast. Yeah. And our second au pair, we also still keep in touch. Our second au pair is a much more free spirit and she's interested in hospitality. And so she went back to France and she, no, she went to somewhere she's in South Greece. America. Yeah, she's in Greece right now. But anyways, she's she's just going all around the world. And so it's just fun to keep up with her travels and adventures. Excellent. I, talked, I was going to say, I texted with her a week or two ago, too. Yeah. Amazing. So you guys keep, just keep in touch with all your pairs. And yeah. so are your pairs like friends with each other as well, too? So like, yeah. Did, okay, so there's there's no doubt that they're going to have to be friends. Um, Especially <laughs> my French au pairs. Um, my third au pair lived with my second au pair in France briefly during the transition back home. And so like 
they've been roommates. They go out to bars together. They send me pictures of concerts, like them at the concerts together. Um, so it, it's really helpful for them to know each other because like it just gives them somebody else to like. It's a network. With. Yeah. Excellent. And so Maddie, what do you think, what do you think is like the key for you in the interview process besides, you know, seeing a tattoo kind of like yeah. on the screen, what do you think is the, the key in that um, part of the process? So I, I'm going to flip it the other way. I'm going to talk about red flags. So like there are certain things that will turn me off to an au pair right away. One of those things is being able to answer the question that I ask. I like to ask situational questions, something that they're not going to get out of the book. And so when I ask, what did you have for breakfast this morning? And they like tell me about something else, uh, like being able to answer the question where, did you drive today? Where did you go? Like, oh, I drive every day and I do all these things. Like, no, the question was, did you drive today? Where was the last place you drove? Um, and being very specific about the questions. Uh, I want to see au pairs that also ask questions back of me. I am not gonna match with an au pair who's uncomfortable asking me questions. I don't need them to be in the interview, but like, following up with an email or a text or a chat or whatever that happens to be like, I want to match with an au pair who has put thought into this, who wants to do this, who's passionate about this and has thought through this and has questions because obviously we can't cover everything in an initial 30 minute meeting or two emails and like getting that constant string of questions after initial interview is huge for me. And I know not every host family feels that way, but like, I want that. I want my au pair to be open and ask me questions because I know once they get here, we'll already have that relationship and they won't be able, they won't be afraid to be like, I think there's something wrong with your washing machine. Exactly. Or, you know, a mistake happened. I want to talk to you about it. So, and definitely showing interest in your family as well, too. Uh, I think that's very key as well, that they're asking questions. They're not just saying yes to everything. Um, I don't want a yes person. I want you to ask questions as well, too. Like, you know, tell me, tell me what you like, what you don't like. Um, so I have another question. Hey, it's Mary Michael here. Okay. I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. As we enter into a pit stop break, I thought it might be a good time to tell you about some of the resources to live your best life and where you can find them on our website. As you build your dream team, or as I say, your family pit crew, I've worked with many successful host parents on how they interview to find a true team player to be part of their family pit crew. After a few years of research and some trial and error on my part, I've come up with the ultimate interview guide with over 150 questions to ask potential au pair. Also, I give you a step-by-step -step guide on how to conduct the interviews and how to even interview the parents of the au pair. That's right, you heard me correctly. I actually interview the parents of the au pair. That has been one of my secrets of finding the best au pair has been getting to know their parents. Upon researching and interviewing host parents, nine out of 10 felt like they were not asking the right questions. Don't let this be you. As you build your dream team, every family is unique and make sure that you get the right match with your family. You can find the interview guide on our website at innovateology.com. That's www.innovateology.com under team parent and check out our ultimate interview guide. If you're driving, please don't write this down keep driving. Once your car is parked, you'll find all the links located in our show notes. Okay, now back to the show.
for back to school. So we all know that this is a, a, a season that's a little bit different of going back to school. For some of us, it's virtual. For some of us, it might be hybrid. Some of us might be going back. Um, with your school district, are you going virtual this year? And how is your au pair kind of helping with that back to school, um, with that virtual environment? And are they part of the process? How are you kind of engaging with them to get your, get your kids to school, um, especially during this time of COVID? I have a fantastic back to school story. So I booked this vacation we're going on, this little road trip, and we booked two different little cabins in Oregon, and I have everything all planned out. And then the school schedule came out the day after I booked the non-refundable vacation. And I realized that I booked the first week of school while we were away from home. Um, so like totally cool mom fail. Um, we did the first day of school um, partly in one cabin and partly on the drive between cabins and partly on the beach because <laughs> that's just where we ended our day. And so like today was really the first day of virtual school with my au pair and the first day my au pair took it and we struggled. It was hard. Um, I cried, she cried, my kid cried. I don't know how this is going to go, but I do know that we're all going to grow and that it's going to get better and we're going to figure out how to do all this because like, this is crazy. And I appreciate my school district. They're doing a really good job of trying to make it feel like a real school day, but it, with the recognition that this isn't real school, like this is virtual school. Like how do we come to some compromise somewhere between what it's like to be in school and what we can actually do and provide at home. And we'll figure it out. Like, well, I definitely want to follow up with you um, after a couple of weeks and see how that's going with your au pair. If you come up with some tips and tricks, because I'm sure other parents would love to learn. I'm sure you'll probably post even a blog article about it. Um, Give it to me. Exactly. I'll take all the help I can get right now. Like I'm getting ready to get on Pinterest and look for some help. Yeah. And also your au pair is really sweet with your daughter. Yeah. yeah she is excellent. And so we, we basically homeschooled last spring and that was fantastic. Um, my au pair put together schedules and she had all these plans and she planned the curriculum and we did what we needed to do when my daughter was willing and able to do that. And she moved her way forward. Um, she was behind in reading. Um, she has some learning delays. And so she was really behind in learning last year. And my au pair has brought her up to grade level in just those short few months. And she's brought her ahead in math. Now she's at grade level in reading. And so we're super excited about all of those things that happened last spring. But now that the school is more involved and more structured, we're really struggling with like how to do this because like they do make such a good team when it's just the two of them and they don't have the outside influence of the school, like trying to say what to do in and being exactly. more around. Like it was, it was better when the school was like, uh, do some math or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of giving a little bit more freedom, uh, to be able to do it. So I'm curious, um, Abby, how's it working out for you and um, your your team at home? How's it working out for that virtual? It sounds like you both are in kind of in the same school district, so you're you're going virtual. Actually, we're we're in different school districts. Oh, we're okay. we're both in Western Washington, um, and I feel like it's not really fair to compare my situation to other people because, like I said, I'm a former teacher. My husband is a current teacher. My sister is a teacher, so we're a teaching family. And so I'm just like, yes, we get to teach and learn. And 
I know a lot of other parents are like, how am I going to do this? And I don't even know how to do the math. And I was never, you know, so a lot of other parents are really intimidated. Um, for me, it's just like, you know, hey, it's fun. And that's the attitude that we pass on to our boys is like, this is fun. You're going to do this. And it's like, okay, you know, the first week is about getting to know each other. I'm still like, you still have to do typing club because that's something that they get through their district login and they will get to that. And I'm like, and you still have to do Khan Academy and you have to do Italian. So you have to do your schoolwork and then <laughs> the three things afterwards, but they, they get it all done. And you know, the, the extra things fall by the wayside if the schoolwork takes long enough. Um, but I'm lucky in that my boys, like they just, they just get it. Um, it's not anything necessarily that they do. The hardest part is, like I said, my oldest is very strong-willed and every once in a while, I still hear him giving our current au pair some flack because he's like, I just want to go outside and have recess. And she's like, no, you must finish your math first. And then he starts trying to bargain with her. And, you know, if I'm not in a meeting, then I'm like, did I just hear my au pair tell you something and you just told her no, or you're bargaining or bargaining with her, arguing with her? No, you can't do that. And so just kind of bringing my older son back into line. Definitely. That's the hardest part. Most definitely. So my final question, I know before Maddie has to, to leave, um, where can people find you on your blog? And, um, you know, is, is your blog, your kind of your only spot and what else, what other resources do you have on your blog that you can share with other host families? Um, oh, sorry. That's to me. So our blog is my au pair and me. Um, if you are a host parent or thinking of being a host parent, we also have a Facebook group. Um, if you are an LCC or an au pair, you're very welcome to just read our blog. Um, we also have email, um, hello at my au pair and me. Um, we also have an Instagram. If you want to follow us, we like to post things that our children and our au pairs do as well as blog posts that come out. Um, we have a number of really useful blog posts for taxes, social security number, driver's license. And then we're about, Matt, Maddie and I are working right now on bringing everything together into an onboarding checklist. But we also have a store where we already have the, the offboarding checklist. So when your au pair leaves or you're transitioning, all of the things you need to remember to get back from her before she leaves or him, there are bro pairs. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's important to us to help people. So we have the PDFs are free and then just for a nominal fee, like seven bucks, you can get the editable versions, which I figure, you know, the price of a cup of coffee for 30 to a, minutes to an hour of sitting at your computer, trying to recreate a PDF, just, pay the seven bucks. <laughs> exactly. No, it makes sense. Yeah, we can serve everyone because we know that not everyone has budget for stuff like that. Exactly. So, you know, thank you for creating those resources. I'm sure that they'll help other host parents. Um, so we're excited to send people your way because I'm sure you have a lot of great resources. So thank you again for coming on our podcast. Um, it's been wonderful getting to know you over this past hour and a half. We'll be breaking up this into many different little pieces and parts that will come out onto our um, regular podcast when uh, the host parents are hearing this. So thank you again. And I'm going to stop the recording. This podcast, like others, is helping document 
the host family life and how it's been a positive impact for not only being a cultural exchange program, but also as a way to open up boundaries for the next generation. If you're a host family, we want to hear from you and we would love for you to join our podcast and share your story. Our goal is to share positive stories that change lives forever and support cultural diversity and inclusion within our families and ultimately hopefully make an impact to save the J-1 visa program. Visit our website under Team Parent for more details on how to contact us and get on our podcast. Until then, go Team Parent! been listening to the Innovate Your Life with Mary Michael. Tune in again to learn more about how you can innovate your life and realize your purpose and dreams and live your best life. Visit www.innovateyourlife.today. A special thanks to those that make this show possible. Our show is produced by Melissa, the master artist. Our co-host is Linda, the collaborator, catalyst, and connector. And our show is recorded and edited in the spare time of Mary Michael. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.